DC, ACDC in the house. LAX to DC. LAX to Dallas. Did you find a Dallas or a Reagan? Oh, flew into Dallas. Dallas! Baby. Dallas Bros. Dallas. Some of the greatest monsters. Dallas. Is that the CIA? Yeah. What? Frank Dallas. I, I don't know. What's CRA? The CIA, not the CRA. Oh, CIA. Frank. Oh, that's who yeah. that is. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Um, I'm not fly. And that's so funny that the two airports you can fly to are, are the, worst. the CIA airport or Kennedy. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, what's uh, Reagan's Kennedy? the other no. one? Kennedy is New York City, baby. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Find a JF, J, um, fly, find a JFK. J fly into JF. our JFRK. JFK. You do a JFK? Uh, ask not what you can do for your country. Ask what your country can nice. do for you. There we go. That was pretty oh. good. Thank you. I, I, I thank you. Should I go into <laughs> it? Should I go into JFK? Yeah, I think uh, I think we're ready for it. I think we need it. We need your input. Ah, uh, welcome to Bundle Buddies. This is a podcast. Uh, welcome to our uh, Bundle Buddies. This is a uh, podcast. Welcome to Era Bundle Buddies. <clears throat> Welcome to Bundle Buddies, the podcast where we play indie games from itch.io and elsewhere. My name is Alex Honnett. And my name is Eric Taylor Roth. And our producer is Matthew Haddock. We were inspired mm-hmm. to play through the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality when it was launched in June 2020. It raised over $8 million for charitable causes. We now play through that bundle, other bundles, and other games that celebrate the spirit of indie gaming and social justice. This is episode. 69 oh. and we have played uh this is episode of my wife and we have played 194 of the 3,051 games in our bundles and we promise to play all of them thank you oh, for joining us what? today alex in two episodes we will have played 200 games that's that's fun that's, that's a, a milestone we have to a- we have to we have to like acknowledge these sort of milestones mm-hmm. yeah it's important to we gotta celebrate them yes I yes, I agree. What's the what's up? Why did I just ruin the vibe? <laughs> you took that like a total I, like lead balloon, baby. <laughs> oh shit! Did you see the Smashing Pumpkins? Leave you out to dry. What? Speaking of speaking of lead balloons, uh-huh. uh, Smashing Pumpkins is playing a, a beach festival in Redondo Beach coming up. Oh, oh god! Should we go see Smashing Pumpkins? This festival, I got to talk about it really quickly. Um, it's the the lineup is deranged is the only way I can put it. Okay. It's absolutely insane. So headliners. So it's the Beach Life Festival at uh, in Redondo Beach. Headliner Weezer. Okay. Smashing Pumpkins. All right. Three Eleven. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> second line. Second line. Steve Miller Band. Weird. Cheryl Crow. Okay. Next, Lore Huron, Black Pumas, and Vance Joy. The guy he's saying Riptide. Huh, I don't know. And Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> yeah, this is like a Q on a one show in uh, UB Forty, Capital Cities. Then Joe Russo's Almost Dead, a Griffith Dead cover band that I very much want to see. Okay. Uh, Milky Chance, the guy who's like had that song going like, and then Cold War Kids. Okay. 
I mean, yeah, I would go see. I would probably go see. I would probably go to that. I. You want to pay four hundred bucks for a three day pass? Oh my god, no! Are you sure? Because that's how much it costs to go see those shows. Uh, No, I really of all those, (laughs) I would only want to see Smashing Pumpkins, and I. It, and that's with like one of those big grimaces. You know what I mean? Those like big, I think like... interestingly for me, I the, I would like to see all of those bands at a festival, but I wouldn't go to a festival to see any of those bands. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, like, I was like, oh, to... shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> like someone that this person's three, playing over there. I'll go check it out. Three eleven looks like now. Like they've all got to be to my original. They've probably all got like the dad like beer gut bods. Oh, I love I love going to no those way because I, I think I think 311 is pretty rich. I think they have a dedicated fan base that never went away. And that's like a surefire way to to have a sustained career, you know? OK, if they, I love I I feel like, you know, 10 years ago, there was a big like all these punk bands kind of coming back to to like reunion show thing. And I got burned on so many reunion shows of just watching these middle aged men who just like have not kept up and are not in shape yeah. to try to like do what they were doing when they were 18 years old and it's so depressing do you but, mean specifically like chicago punk bands or like broader punk bands i well, i saw peg boy play and like he got out of breath halfway through his his songs and it was like so sad it, it was like funny but also like i like those songs a lot and so that it was like you know then it was like oh i was actually like excited to see this band I, I sort of at one point made a kind of promise to myself that I wasn't going to go see any more reunion show bands because it really just <laughs> lets the air out of the tires. But Billy Corgan's such a scumbag that it's like, <laughs> you know, I, uh, God, I don't know. Billy Let's, Corgan, baby. Chicago's you know on I, the son of Chicago. <laughs> the world is a vampire. You know what? Um, I played a ton of this weekend because I flew. I flew back uh, to Dallas I, to visit my brother, and um, I was on the plane, and I didn't have access to the internet, and so I just had the itch games that were on my Mac, and one of those was Depth of Extinction, which yes. was that XCOM. Uh, yes, that like, game that I I was very hooked on that game for a while. And uh, I played a, a few hours of it and had a, a great time. A phenomenal game and very easy to think a number of hours into. Oh, baby. It was it was I got to one of those points where I just had like nice, like synchronicity kind of going. I had a mm-hmm. you know, one of those like long shot sort of people that was able to take multiple shots and then, you know, a, a good tank. It feels fun. That's a Those games game. are fun. That's yeah. a really it's it's a really well made game. I think you might bounce. A lot of people might bounce off the graphics a little bit, but sure. After playing it for a while, you sort of just like get in with the graphics, and you start to really enjoy it. Like I think the graphics are awesome. Is that is the triangle game that you've been playing? Is 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 it a similar type of very action? similar? Yeah, very similar. Yeah, I should the closest. It. I I think you'd really like it, but you'd have to play it. You can only play it on Switch, so it's oh, I think it's like it. it's not for you. Maybe I get but, a Switch. We should do a uh, we should do a book club episode about Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be great. I that's a, that's will, a really good I one. I promise to start playing Chrono Trigger. Maybe In we fact, just uh, maybe we do the Audible and play Final Fantasy Tactics. Clearly, this is what, I, this is what I'm going to do. I'm making a promise <laughs> to you right now. When we are finished okay. this, with this bumper, I will go to my computer and I'll sit down and I'll start 
Chrono Trigger again. You have to play an hour of Chrono Trigger tonight. That's your that's your uh, <laughs> my veggies. That's your, that's your homework. Yeah, exactly. That's okay. your vegetables. All right. Um, let's get into the the dang thing. Unless yeah, let's talk about the uh, no. I mean, I don't have anything to talk about. I just ate. Uh, I'm going back on a diet. I'm, I, I uh, had a lot of success with the new map. This isn't an ad for Noom, and it is kind of expensive. But I had a lot of success with it last year. And then I started working a job that had me uh, working very odd hours and coming home late and not having time to like eat dinner. And so I would eat a lot of tacos and that derailed me. So I'm trying to go back to what's what works. So I kind of my last uh, shitty meal at home today and I ate a bunch of pasta. I bought I made a bunch of chicken parm the other day and uh, I, I bought a bunch of spaghetti. And so today I, I made more of that spaghetti for myself. Ask not what Noom can do for your country, uh, but ask what not your country what... can do for Noom. Hey, you know what? Uh, I, for me, I think spaghetti is probably going to be a triple play. That's shit. My wife has a gluten allergy, and so I don't get to eat it, like regular spaghetti. And that stuff is so good. It's so good. <laughs> this week, speaking of so good, this week our guest is Kate O'Connor. She's back again. Oh, my God. She's back again. Burn. Comedian Baker and a good friend. She's generally in Yeah, she's great. She is like, she has such like a fun way of like communicating. It's the only way I can describe it. Like, which is perfect. What I mean about a podcast. Yeah, she says such fun sentences and such fun things in the sentences, and they're like full complete ideas, as opposed to like you and I who just sort of like. We don't know what we're going to do. We sort of just like start talking and then keep on going until we sort of stop. It's <laughs> like full articulated thought. Here it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. You want to tell us about the cause? Yeah. Our, our cause is the LA Food Bank. Uh, their mission is to mobilize resources to fight hunger in our community. They source and acquire nutritious food and other products and distribute them to people experiencing nutrition and security through their partner network, agency network, and directly through their own programs. They energize the community to get involved and support hunger relief and conduct hunger and nutrition education and awareness campaigns and advocate for public policies that benefit the people they serve in Los Angeles www.lafoodbank.org or at LA Food Bank on Twitter. A really wonderful cause. The pandemic is not over. There are still a lot of people experiencing food insecurity. And uh, this is a great way to help them out. Yeah. Uh, Bundle Buddies has donated to them. If you donate and send proof to bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com, we will shout you out on the show. And without further ado, let's uh, let's dip into the pool. Eric, I'm going to um, you're on warning, man. You were already talking over Kate once uh, during the conversation. This is great because I uh, my webcams busted listeners, so I can't see them. And so I'm actually here. I, I'm just here to be sort of the voice that like litigates what's going on. I'm I'm chaperoning for you two right now. So I, it's don't, don't even think about it. I'm not here. You guys are just having a conversation. But if things get out of line, I, I will step in. Okay, okay. I, I give you permission to speak whenever you'd like to, Alex. That's so kind of you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> We've got Kate O'Connor back on the pod uh, once again. Former streamer, current uh, comedian, and uh, gadfly about town. Exactly. And baker. And I baker. Learned. And big time baker. Big time baker. She's a baker. She's a gadfly. She's about town. She's on Bundle Buddies this week. Uh, and a gamer. 
Of course. <laughs> the game, the gamer. She's a, she's a baker. She's a gadfly. She is a gamer. Hey, you know, with artists like us, and I can call the three of us artists. I agree. We're supposed to have cross creative hobbies because each creative hobby sort of feeds the other. So it's good for all of us to be doing things with our hands and being inspired by many different uh, types of activities. That's, I think that baking rocks. That's like, so su fun. it's such a good thing too. Cause it is one of those things like I spent a summer working as a housekeeper and I loved sweeping. It was the best <laughs> thing ever. Satisfying. And you know, there's Ugh. good sweeping and there's bad sweeping. There is a skill and an art to it. Yes. I learned, I, I had to learn. It was sink or swim. A man one time pulled me aside in the uh, sort of like lobby general store portion of the and just said, resort Stop I worked at. Sweeping trash into our customers. You <laughs> cannot sweep this trash into our customers, Alex. Well, here's the thing if there's a lot of dust and you sweep too hard, the dust goes into the air. So you mm, yeah. actually need to sweep like softly and like do micro sweeps along the way and really be like scooping it up and dumping it. Um, and he sort of set me straight about that, but in a very kind way, he was a friend of mine, but the woman he was working with, this is crazy. So I spent this summer working on this Island, uh, off the coast of Washington, uh, a really cool kind of like hippie resort. There was a woman who was living above kind of like the kitchen social area of like the campground portion where all the staff lived. And one night she came down, it was like three of us hanging out, just like not even being that loud and screamed at us. She went nuclear in a way that was like really, really out of line. But um, the boss didn't want to do anything about it. And so she sort of stuck around. And then she also had like a lot of boundary issues with like hitting on people she had crushes on <laughs> um, and just doing all this weird, weird shit. And the guy who like set me straight, my friend, David, uh, he she had a crush on him. And she was sitting there watching him like do that and was like, you should have really put him in his place like with that. Like he told me later, she was like saying stuff like that. But she like had like a power fantasy about him being like, you know, like a like mean. It was really a strange situation to and be was in. This before Karen was a colloquialism, so you couldn't even burn her with the with the Karen insult. <laughs> this, this was before Karen was even a blip on the radar. Damn, you could have. We're talking like 2006, you know what I mean? Like this is ancient smoked her ass. Ancient mm -hmm. business. Okay, Karen. Damn. And then done some micro sweeps. Sweep, sweep, sweep. sweep and dumping sweep. and scooping. Dumping I've and never scooping. I've never heard micro sweeps before, but um I think I actually just learned how to uh sweep the floor just now by you talking about it. That's what we're talking about. These are cross uh creative <laughs> Yep, they can kind of act as metaphors for, you know, different disciplines. <laughs> this is sort of like this. That's what. That's how you use a metaphor. I, I love a metaphor. I'm somebody oh, yeah. speaking in heavy metaphor this episode. That's good. Like the, uh, I'll, the, you know, the. I'm actually not sure what the difference between a simile and a metaphor is. I have to be reminded every time it comes up. When you say like before a simile, she well, was in that like case a waterfall. That would be a simile. So like, for she example, is a waterfall. That's a metaphor. So what, what about a, I like you? Is that a simile, Eric? No, okay. that's, that's using like in a different way. That's using like as a verb. Okay. Okay. Instead of a, 
she was le- like a i don't know what about i gotta get one i gotta get one this i'm kind of kate are you good at english like i'm incredibly good <laughs> Do you know, do you know? <laughs> I'm, letting you guys, I'm letting you guys work this out for yourselves and I'm I'm sitting here and I'm like hey, I'll answer these questions if they ask me. Yeah, you, hey, okay, who, so who's chaperoning who here? You know what I mean? So what's what is like what kind of a like a word is like in the context of she was like a waterfall, which is the which is the simile that we're going to use as the platonic simile for the rest of the podcast. I think you absolutely nailed it. It is a simile. <laughs> you know what i always say can't spell simile without smile that's good that you say that <laughs> the world is too dark <laughs> that's what we're doing here at bundle buddies trying to bring a little bit of joy to everyone's uh tuesday morning or whenever you're listening to this for that matter it might not be when it comes out or even if you're not listening to it we hope that just the fact that it exists brings a smile to your face yeah i'm not sure how you're hearing this if you're not listening to it but i do hope you are experiencing joy wherever you are me too me too Kate. <laughs> Kate, you had a Twitch show during the, you were explaining you were explaining this. Um, do you, so are you playing video games for your own pleasure now? Yes, I was playing and forgive me, I'm going to mess the number up. Dragon Quest 15, 11, 11, 11. <laughs> oh, I'm ahead of myself here. I was playing Dragon Quest 11 and I was playing that very hotly. It um I believe I played about 55 hours of it. Mm. It took me about 15 to 20 hours to start liking that game. Mm. I found it very um, kind of straightforward and boring at the beginning. And I think that's because your first companion is Eric. <clears throat> and I don't love Eric. I love uh, Silvando. Silvando is, uh, un- I-, I have played Dragon Quest XI and uh, truly also enjoyed that game. But it took me a while. Um, I... Uh, and Eric's voice acting too, I wasn't into. It's, what the you, fuck, guys? It's not you. It's not it's actually Eric with a K. Oh. He's sort of like he's like a Norse Eric. Cool. He's like he, but what's interesting is he is kind of the most radical character, so he does have character traits of you. But he he kind of talks with a New York accent like this a little bit. That's a New York accent. And then <laughs> so, well it boring and obnoxious character. Yeah. It's kind of strange that he can combine those two. <laughs> Did you find out his uh, tragic past, though? With his sister? Yeah. He's a prince. Yeah. That was compelling. It was. That game, I was surprised at how compelling it was. I just went to it for... It's it's like kind of the platonic ideal of a JRPG. But then there's a couple twists that make you really fucking feel something. Yep. It's that's crazy. a perfect way to describe it. Yep. Um, S- Silvando is the sort of like extremely extravagant um, circus performer, Eric. And uh, his specialties, you can either use swords or whips. And he, he like, it's kind of like pansexual, just like does whatever he wants. He's also uh, the son of a nobleman. A lot of, a lot of royalty in this, uh, this mm-hmm. game. What is a, what is a, a companion? What do you mean? Well, it, yeah. <laughs> is this like a simile metaphor situation? We should break no, down the definition. I, I haven't played any of these games at all. So I'm not, I, I'm, I'm still stuck on the like second word you said while describing Dragon Quest, Kate. Well, a companion, it's a JRPG, meaning mm-hmm. Japanese role-playing game. Mm-hmm. Very high fantasy. Um, 
it's very it i don't know who started it but it think of dungeons and dragons you're kind of a warrior or a healer or a magic user okay and so you play the main protagonist and he's kind of like a um like a paladin a magic mm. user slash sword wielding character cool. and then you as you uh, go through the story you meet people and they quote unquote join your party meaning they're going to come with you through the story and you're going to be able to use them to fight in but the do you only get battle. like one per do you only get one at a time or are you just no. slowly amassing okay you get it's like a, a little party and then three people can fight in a fight at this at once okay cool nice so Got it. so eric the jrpg the, the first two jrpgs the big ones were final fantasy and dragon uh quest Got it. And Final Fantasy obviously took on a life of its own in the United States and became popular. Dragon Quest never really took out off here, but those are like the two granddaddy JRPGs that are out there. Cool. Got and it. And unfortunately, Dragon Quest does kind of look like a baby game. It does. <laughs> Danny, my, my boyfriend Danny Catlow says, I can't watch you play that game. It looks like a baby toy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bright colors, rounded edges. It really does look like a child's toy. Yeah. It's um, uh, Akira Toriyama, I believe is uh, his name. The uh, the uh, cartoonist who did uh, Dragon Ball. It's sort of yes. based on his designs. And Eric, interestingly, he is the lead designer of Chrono Trigger, a game that you'll never play, as far as we can tell. I so I started playing it, and then I accidentally hit the escape button twice, and it just quit out without me saving anything. And I was like, well. Uh, the 10 minutes I put into this game two times, <laughs> I'm never getting back. I don't, I, will, know, I, I don't know if it's meant to be at this point. No, 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 no. I'm going to play it. I'm going to play Chrono Trigger. Have you played Chrono Trigger, Kate? I have not, but it's gotten recommended to me a ton. Yeah. It's supposed to be a great game. It's a great game. It's a great game. Do you have we a favorite should... JRPG? Do you, are you a JRPG? Are you a little JRPG freak? Yes. Yes. I think I used to be a huge JRPG freak. Like in my younger days, mm. Final Fantasy VII is one of my favorite games. Oh, yes. Um, now it's kind of like, I know what I'm getting myself into, which is like 100 hours of gaming. Yeah. So I'm a, bit, a little bit picky choosy when I get myself involved in these things. You gotta mm. be. Yeah. Where's the time? <laughs> it's true. And you I mean, all know I'm playing Elden Ring right now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What a hoot. What's your, what's your, what are you doing? What are you, what so, are you doing in there? I, so, you know what? Yeah, go ahead, please. Are you sure? Do you want to talk? I was going to say, <laughs> no, I don't want to talk. All right, as this, <laughs> as this happened, I'm going to step in here for a second. Well, I Things was going to say. a little tense, and so I just want to de-escalate for a moment. I, I was, call, this is what I was going to say, because you were, you were ready to go, and I, I should have just let you go. But I, what I was going to say is I have trouble asking people like what where they are in the game because the game is so non-linear right or like so what are you doing in the game that's what you you take it away please that was a great question and a great clarification and i'm glad you said it thank you and now i'm glad to shut up and let you just have have at it so i tried to play bloodborne which is another game from this you know gaming development company Bloodborne proved to be too difficult for me. Mm. I thought, I can't sit down and get good at this game because I have other things to do in my life. You know what I'm saying? So Elden Ring came out and I was worried it was going to be too difficult. So I chose the easiest class, which is Astrologer. 
Mm-hmm. And then I read online, someone said, oh, are you a bimbo build in Elden Ring? Which means you just do long range magic attacks. And I said, yes, I am a bimbo build and happy to be a bimbo uh-huh. in Elden Ring because the game is too damn hard. Uh-huh. And I've got other things going on. I just want to dip into the lands between and dip out. Mm-hmm. And it's still challenging. It's not an easy game. No. So I'm an astrologer and uh, I'm really kind of, I haven't even beat Magret yet. I really am still exploring kind of Limgrave. I'm on the Weeping Peninsula. Cool. Yeah. I, my friend joined, like came into my game and we beat uh, Magret together. Oh, that's awesome. People can help you beat bosses. That's so cool. I, if you want, see, I felt so now after that, I was like, oh man, like I wish, <laughs> I wish that like, I feel like I haven't actually beaten him and he's like the, you know, like he's kind of like the boss. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's the game is fun. I I don't know, but I I do have trouble. It seems to it's hard to like I don't know. It feels like you want to commit like you want to do at least an hour of like before of jumping into it before you really enjoy your time in it. I've been grinding. I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I put it down for Apex Legends. That's <laughs> I've been playing too much Apex Legends, Alex. I believe it. What else is new? I don't know. Um, I uh, that the release of of Elden Ring sort of coincided with I, I was trying to take a big uh, a, a not a big break from gaming per se, but a big break from like games that I will not be able to put down and I can I have like a, a problem with you know what I mean? Oh I playing, yeah, yeah. I, I played the new Warhammer Total War game and basically sunk like sixteen hours into it over a weekend. I was like, you know what? Like I I don't have a job right now and I. I should just spend that time looking for a job or something like that. You know what I mean? So I stepped away from that. And it, now enough of it has been spoiled that I just don't think I'll pick up Elden Ring. You wow. Know? wow. It looks really cool, though. And I'm enjoying watching other people play it a lot. It's the lore seems cool, the different like bosses. And I don't know what the hell the lore is. I don't know what the hell is going on in this freaking game. <laughs> I've played like 30, 40 hours and I'm like, I don't know. Eric, I'm with you. The lore is absolute gobbledygook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is like people and people, you know, they think it's fun to try and figure out what's going on. And I don't think that there is a story. I think that it's all they're all it's a big troll. <laughs> <laughs> the story is a troll. A giant troll showed up. The story and story um... is a giant troll. Yes. <laughs> I think the thing that's magical about Elden Ring it reminds me of when Final Fantasy VII came out, and mm. Final Fantasy VII had a big commercial on TV, mm. and it kind of legitimized gaming in this way, where every gamer was excited to play it, and it was kind of like, you know, gaming is such a humongous community, and when everybody's kind of playing the same game, it does it happens rarely, and so I think that's really cool. Yeah, like, amazing. Everyone's excited together. It's This is maybe the first time since like the birth of the inner like the internet as it is <laughs> since the birth since the adolescence of the internet that i've been playing the game that is like hot right now so it is fun to just be like to like see the like memes and tweets and just be like i get it like there's that thing like the let me solo her like 
memes that are going around uh-huh. right now. Someone just told me about that last night. It's so funny. People are like making this like stupid art about this dude with double katanas and a jar head <laughs> with like ripped abs. I yeah, I'm it's that's fun. I agree with you, Kate, that that's like uh that's it just like because I wasn't I remember when um uh Skyrim was popular and I didn't mm. You know, I didn't have enough money to like buy an Xbox and then buy Skyrim. Like it was just like, no, I'm gonna wait. I think I waited like ten years to actually play Skyrim. But wow. I remember watching people and just being like, this game looks so cool. You know what's funny to me as well is Elden Ring is people are talking about it so much that when I'm at a social gathering, the non-gamers are like what is this game? I kind of want to play this game. It's kind of like made its way into pop culture where non-gamers are curious and they kind of want to be involved. And it's funny to me that a non-gamer, their first game would be Elden Ring. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you don't want to buy the Kirby game. There's a new Kirby (laughs) game. That should be your first game. I, uh, yeah. So you're calling them baby gamers. Be like, look, I mean, this this game's a little too raw for your ass. You yeah. need that little it's baby. Like Never-ending story, you know. And he's like, I want to read that book. And the book, the book store owner's like, you can't read this book. And then he steals it out of the shop. Oh That's- my god, <laughs> that, that would be Elden Ring. <laughs> I would just worry that uh, someone who has never gamed before would pick up Elden Ring and get majorly discouraged and be like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe I won't try video games. But maybe they, you know, maybe because I'm, I'm totally with you. I'm wondering if so much of the reason people are like, wow, El- the Souls games are so hard is because, you know, they do so many things differently than other games do. So if you picked it up and that was your only impression of gaming, you're like, oh, OK, like, actually, this makes sense to me. This is every other game would be like, this is like baby stuff. You know what yes. I mean? Yes, it would be like if someone had never seen a movie before. And maybe this is a metaphor here. If someone had never seen a movie before and they're like, oh, I, I think maybe my first movie will be David Cronenberg or <laughs> Lars von Trier. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, for your first movie? Come on. Watch Indiana Jones. I love that idea. <laughs> good metaphor? That's a good, uh, yeah. Great I th- you, said, you said like, unfortunately. So I think it might be uh, a simile. It was a simile. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> the elusive metaphor. <laughs> We'll never. I don't think we'll ever get to a metaphor. We'll try. We'll Metaphors to... are kind of like ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I've only heard rumor. I've never experienced it myself. Uh, I did tell my wife, like, I was like, yo, like, you know, she'll, was... she'll walk by while I'm playing it, like, you know, Elden Ring. I'll be like, this is Elden Ring, honey. Like, you're going to need to know about this. <laughs> you're going to want to know. If you're, if pe- like, to talk to people, you're going to want to know about this game. So, like, and then she, like, I fought a bunch of giant ants and she was like, you kept going like, ew, ew, <laughs> ew. <laughs> and so that's her impression of Elden Ring is there are giant ants and it makes me go, ew. It is a grotesque game. Mm-hmm. I call it a cross between Silent Hill and Legend of Zelda. It's kind of like mm. a grown-up dark Le- Legend of Zelda. Yeah, mm. I like I that. that. What What else yeah. you playing right now? So you're playing Elden Ring right now. Did you play Skyrim when it came out? Oh, were you, were yeah, you gaming I in a big way back then? I I was. I like Skyrim. I sandbox games like that where it's like free exploration. Mm. Um, I played Fallout as well, which is kind of like that. Mm-hmm. I like those games, but for some reason, I get to a certain point and I'm like, I'm done. Sure. 
I don't know. Yeah. I never, I never beat them. I always the I always beat the main plot line and then I'm like, eh, I'm I'm good. That which is mm-hmm. funny because it's like then it's just like just play games that have like a plot line, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you know, you start playing and you get high and then you start following like weird side quests and suddenly you like start back up and you're like, I have to like get these eggs back to a you know a, to turn a person into a chicken. I don't know what like you know I, you can't you can't walk away from those games for too long or else you come back and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. The, the last like time. It. Oh, please, Kate. I like a strong story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is why Mass yeah. Effect is one of my favorite games, because I got to see a story happen from beginning to end. And I got the whole kind of thing wrapped up for me. I know exactly what happens. I never played yeah. Mass Effect. Is that worth checking out? I mean, I love it. You know, people have their complaints. They just released a legendary version where it's mm-hmm. one, two, and three. Okay. And they remastered Mass Effect One, which was like the ugliest, clunkiest one. Uh-huh. I'd give it a go. I mean, it's my I love it. Okay. Is that what's what should I start with the first one? Do I need to start yes, with the first it's one? It's linear. Okay. It's very linear. That's cool. I needed like I like Elden Ring right now, but my experience I everything that I'm playing is like storyless. And I do also mm. enjoy like n- you know, narrative in my games. I'm excited. Like they announced a new Grand Theft Auto eventually. And uh, I think that those games have like, are like great storytelling. You know, they're like, it, they're stupid, but it's also it's like- a hero's journey. I mean, yeah. Grand Theft Auto is a hero's journey for sure. Hell yeah. And I hey, like that. Do you have a Switch? Yes, it's Danny's. It's not mine. Danny has a Switch and I'm allowed to play it Almost whenever I want. That's very nice of him. What, <laughs> yeah. a, good, what a good chair. As um, long as you're not playing any baby games on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Did you like or did you play Final Fantasy Tactics? I love Final Fantasy Tactics. Yes. Okay. Is it on I, the I, Switch? I'm going to give you a game that I think you're going to really enjoy. And you can play the demo first to see if you like it. Okay. The game is called Triangle Strategy. It's from the studio that made Octopath Traveler, which was sort of a um, people had it, 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 it. A lot of people had opinions about it when they played it, but it was basically like creating like a modular approach to JRPGs. What they did in Triangle Strategy is it, it's extremely plot heavy, like extremely plot heavy. But they have some cool mechanics in it, so you can take different paths through the game, different endings. And the battles are just Final Fantasy Tactics 100%. Cool. So uh, I think you're going to really enjoy it. Okay, I'll play it. I'll play the demo, and I'll let you know what I think. I'm excited. We'll have a, well, you know, you heard it here first, folks. Hopefully, we'll release this far enough along. Maybe we'll get a a special guest segment down the road. We can get her feedback on Triangle Strategy. Yep. (laughs) Um, It's great. I think you're really going to like it. Okay, Alex I'm has been forward to it. Alex has been playing this game pretty hard. This is Alex was like, I'm gonna stop <laughs> playing video games. It's gonna, you know, it's just gonna be bundle games. I, yeah. you know, I'm gonna like, like really develop as a human being and as adult. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. He's like, I'm not gonna play Elden Ring. I was like, great. I think this is really good for you. And then I talked to him like a week later, and he's like, I just sunk sixty hours into trying the strategy. <laughs> I'm on my fourth playthrough right now. To get the last ending that I, I need. So, yeah, it's been bad. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to lean in all the way in, you know? Mm-hmm. I completely agree. That's a great simile for video gaming. 
Thank you. No, that was a metaphor. That oh. you gotta lead in. That, that you should not literally lean in. That's a metaphor. You did it. You found it. Awesome. <laughs> So we played three games this week. Uh, we'll start with the uh, Inverness Knights from the Racial Justice and Equality Bundle. It's by Kitsubasa. It's a visual novel about boys' love. It's gay. It's historical. It's got multiple endings, and it's supernatural. Excuse me. The description is a bit of a mouthful, so uh, uh, get ready. Uh, Tristan Rose appears to be a simple tailor living and working in Inverness in Scotland in the mid-18th century, but then he's an expert at keeping up appearances. In actuality, Triss is immortal and has lived centuries moving from town to town in order to leave any suspicions behind him. He also has a remarkable ability, a healing touch, which he refrains from using, lest he be labeled a witch. But when love comes knocking, it's hard to keep cautious. After revealing his powers to save the life of his partner, Alistair, Triss finds himself at risk of exposure, both as someone with supernatural gifts and as a man who loves other men. By noose or by carriage, Triss is leaving Inverness. Help him find his way through his last Inverness nights. It, it's a yeah, visual novel, baby. We're rocking. We're locked and loaded. It's a visual. It's really, there's not a whole lot of choices along the way. I, I will say this, that um, up top, I was impressed by the writing. Yeah. It's like definitely somebody who has read a lot of uh, Victorian literature and, and really leaned into it, leaned into it. Uh, <laughs> and like just in that, that epilogue there, I was like, oh, like we've we've played a handful of these and you're like, Oh, yeah, you've read a lot and you're definitely writing a lot right now. But this was a person who had some skill going into it. So I'll say that I didn't play a whole lot. of. I it. finished it. There's multiple I, endings. I played one for one all the way through. I beat it. Yeah. Like two minutes before we started this podcast, I was like, yes, I beat it. So. Kate, like, I actually, I was really impressed with this game, especially compared to some of the other visual novels. I think usually visual novels are really dependent on sort of the cutesy anime art style more than they are about the story and about someone, like, kind of living out some kind of fantasy. But this was actually a really well-told story, and I honestly feel like this would be a cool Netflix series or something like that, or, like, an episode in it. Like, it, it just kind of felt like, there's something great going on here. Like, I, I really enjoyed it. What did you think of it? Spoilers ahead. It was crazy. I started playing it and I was like, I'm lost. I don't know what the hell is going on. Mm. And then I Googled a review and the reviewer said the same thing. The reviewer was like, what's going on in this game? And then I went back and uh, kind of read a description to kind of orient myself. Because mm -hmm. they kind of just plop you right in. Big time. And there's so much going on. It's like two men are in a sexual relationship and one of them, let me, I might have this wrong. Let me explain to you what I think is going on in this game. Okay, here we go. Two men are in a sexual relationship. It's kind of uh, more physical than they haven't really opened up to each other. Mm. One of them died and then the immortal one brought him back to life against his will. And now they bicker. And the boyfriend <laughs> and the one who got brought back to life is threatening to out him to the authorities where the punishment for being gay is death. Yes. And then a woman mysteriously shows up in his shop. He, this man happens to also be a tailor. He's immortal. He's gay. He's, <laughs> he's a, a tailor. tailor. 
Woman shows up in his the shop. trifecta, as we know. Yes. <laughs> it is Easter, <laughs> after yes. all. This woman, you find out, is dead. She's immortal. And she's like, oh, there's a group of immortals, and they want to meet you, and they sent me. And she also wants him to design a dress, though, and he's fighting with his boyfriend a lot of the time as well. Okay, so our, like we need to, Matt, retroactively go in there and tag spoilers. Because, <laughs> because um, you gotta, there, it, there's one of six endings. So, for example, in the playthrough I got, I only uh, like could sort of tease out that the woman was immortal. Like I oh. never actually found out she I was like she's clearly immortal. She's clearly the woman from the story or like a descendant of the woman from the story or something like that and she's also immortal. But I never really it never was revealed. My ending kind of sucked. He's like breaking up with Alistair, but they like have like a nice moment at the end. I'm like, fuck this guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like that guy is bad news as far as I'm concerned mm -hmm. from what I could tell, because I also was confused at the beginning. The guy he finds George, that is Alistair's son. George is dead, but he uses some of his skills to make George look a little bit less dead and like awful. Yes. And uh... that is, uh, and then he goes to like hang with Alistair. Alistair is like, all fucked up or some of that depressed because George is dead and he uses some of his healing skills on him to make him feel better. And then uh, he's like pissed because he doesn't want to live anymore because his like, you know, his wife is long gone. His son's dead. And now he's got to confront the world as a, a sour old man, you know? Yes. I was, yeah, I was confused as to why, like the guy that maybe you were sleeping with was going to like, turn you in for buggery i was like this is like why would you what are you doing man you were pretty evil <laughs> so uh bad people mm -hmm. <laughs> alistair seems like when he cuts up the dress there's a scene where he cuts up the dress like i was like <gasps> i honestly was like clutching my pearls i was like oh you know <laughs> i couldn't believe it it's like he put because in this game too they spend so much time describing like tailoring so if you're not if, if you're not into like extremely technical descriptions of dressmaking maybe yeah. steer clear of the game if that to you doesn't sound like a good time but like they, <laughs> he talks about it for a while so when he the guy slashes the dress it's like he gets very technical about how he's slashing it up and also what's going on like it was nuts i was like oh my god he's really crushing the whole thing it's so much work and I'll tell you yeah, this, I, got I was really hoping and praying for a little kind of Barbie dressmaker minigame where I got to design the dress. <laughs> hoping and wishing for that and sorely disappointed that they did not give that to me. I think with a game like this, uh, like you can really only evaluate it based on like whether or not you like the story, because that's really all that's going on. True. I only got to make two choices, I think, maybe three during the entire thing. So the story branches off pretty significantly from those stories from those choices oh that's that's mm -hmm. wild huh so uh kate cool. did you like the story or at least like somewhat i admired how ambitious the story was mm. i was kind of like going fast because i was like i want to get to a choice mm -hmm. so i was skimming <laughs> and then when it got to the choices i actually got to make a lot of choices and i believe i got a good ending um alistair and tristam left inverness together in a carriage oh wow oh all right. So I think I got nice. a good ending, and uh, I don't, you know, but do you like that ending? I I think Alistair. I I don't like him. I want Tris to to ditch him. You know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah, I think uh, I think I thought I was like, oh, I'm supposed to patch things up for these two psychopaths. <laughs> and I was like, there we go. Let's keep them together. Let's not wish they're evil on anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, I like how he really was not into uh, the design that she had proposed to him. She had like proposed this design and he was like, this is gonna like squeeze your fucking organs. And she's like, don't tell me about my organs. Like, let me have my, let me do my design the way that I want it. And he was just like, okay, fine. I, this, I, I like the writing in this. I think that it is well written. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I guess I'm at a, are we, uh, we're, we're in the yeah, end game. I'm are a, you a pass or play, Eric? I'm a play. Wow. Decent yeah. Writing. It's a visual yes. novel. I, you know. At some point, I was just sort of like, okay, I kind of get and, and move on. But if, like, visual novels are a thing that you're kind of, you know, you like, then, hey, give this one a shot. What about you, Alex? Um, I am a play on this one. It's probably one of the stronger visual novels we've played for the podcast so far. The writing was good. I was really sucked into the world they had created. I do feel like there's, like, uh, it's this is, like, like the idea in my head is like this is an episode where we're introduced to the world of the immortals and then we see the sort of new collection of immortals through Triss's eyes as we keep on going but there's other episodes that cycle through different things there's flashbacks there's like a compelling story i really enjoyed it i want the cinematic universe of this shit you know what i mean i want eight episodes uh a limited run series tell the story of the immortals like this um so i'm definitely a play on it uh kate what do you think Pastor play. I would say as long as you know what you're getting yourself into, mm. a visual novel, and you're not going to get to design any dresses. <laughs> morning, um, and read what the story's about because you're going to need to know. Play this game. Gonna be a triple play. Unbelievable. Because it is crazy, and there's lots of layers to it, and it's bizarre. I love it. I love it. And it's gay. It's very gay. Very gay. It's an extremely queer game, which we're all about. We're um, all about that. We need more. Yeah, we love we Silvando. More. We love Silvando. This was the Silvando of visual novels, although a little bit less maybe sort of foppish and uh, exuberant. Less joyful. Yeah, Tris is definitely pretty grim, if I'm being honest. Um, I mean, would, wouldn't you be if you were in Scotland in this era, you know, being overrun by the English? There's a lot of that, too. This is a very anti-English game, too, which kind of fucking ruled. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. All right. Next up, we're talking about Future Unfolding from the Palestinian Aid Bundle. This is by Spaces of Play, an atmospheric exploration, nonlinear mystery adventure, uh, single player game. Future Unfolding is an action adventure that is all about exploration. Your goal is to unfold the mysteries and solve the puzzles hidden in the beautiful landscapes around you. There are no tutorials, and no one is telling you what to do. That's it. And that, that's yeah, about right. That's that sounds about right. I it's isometric. It is very beautiful, and I could not figure out what the fuck to do. Anybody else? I did hit a wall. I hit a wall, and I was like, "Hmm, I'm gonna go play Inverness Nights and come back to this." And I got wrapped up in Inverness Nights, <laughs> and subsequently beat the game and got a good ending. <laughs> and. Did not make it back in time. What is this game called again? This is called Future Unfolding. Future Unfolding. But I played it for a while, and it was really fun. It, um, yeah, I like it a lot, too. It was like, it had a really nice sense of discovery and play. Um, 
And it kind of re- reminded me of Elden Ring. Dropped you in with no instruction. Mm-hmm. I It reminded me of the playing Echo the Dolphin when yes, I was eight years old. That's a very apt description, I think. Because I, I remember playing Echo the Dolphin being like, this is cool, I'm a dolphin. And then at some point just being like, what do I do next? And like that. And then just sort of like never being able to figure out what to do. Next. I, I, I um, hit my, what do you do? How do you, I would love, what do you, what? So, happened? I mean, you're kind of walking around and, uh, discovering new areas, kind of finding out the rules of the world you encounter. I almost didn't want to describe it too much because there, if, if you're interested in playing it, um, I'll try to give like sort of a high level description of like what it is about. You're exploring, and interacting with animals and kind of fi- and kind of finding out what different animals do and different things that that they they don't give you any skills as far as I can tell. You can find these little balls that let you dash for longer and go faster that reset once you die. You can die in the game. There are things that can kill you. And what kills uh, you? What? How did I? I'm so all right. Yeah. Watch out for snake. Watch out for snake. Watch out for snake. Watch out for uh, lion. Lion will kill you too. Um, eventually you're solving kind of environmental puzzles and interacting with these, what I can only describe as like, now I think we're getting into spoilers. Basically you find these like mythical spirit beasts along the way that then talk to you and give you some of like a nice little prophetic poem or like say something profound to you. And then they highlight a section of the map that you can get to. So eventually you start or uh, unlock a specific section of the map. So, you're finding these like eventually start finding these like little trees or things you can interact with that you can connect lines that will then unlock other areas or or turn into these or destructing orbs that then go and like remove rock that gets it out of your way. Um, but you you have to find more animals to unlock more areas to do it uh, to, to like highlight. So so I like cleared a whole bunch of rock, but then I was missing one of the spirit animals. So I didn't have the last uh like magic circle to highlight that would allow me to like remove the last bit of rock so i had to go back and explore some more and find it and then remove the rock and then found this whole area where you have to like line up a bunch of stones and kind of solve these things and i had made it just beyond that there's this guy talking about this turtle and i found this giant turtle who's like the creator of the world or something like that and then they unlock this black ball that brings you back to the start and i got there and that was the kind of first real wall that i had i was playing for about two hours and really enjoyed myself i had a really good time it felt very intuitive and like exploration heavy but like you weren't running out of stuff it was cool i really liked playing it yep i think it was so cool Kate, did you did you meet the turtle no i didn't make it to the turtle but the turtle sounds awesome the turtle sounds awesome i like wandered around this map kept wandering around i found like one or two you know magic balls but they all seem to bring me to the same place basically i don't know at some point i was just like i i don't know i i thought i had explored everything and i guess i really did you did you uh so the controls are kind of cool i used a gamepad to play and you have i used the controller you have like an auto map that updates based on when you explore the area so pulling up that map Uh is really really helpful for locating things and for getting a sense of how much you've explored if i'm going to give this a knock it's that every area is usually hemmed in by forests Mm -hmm. and you can it's it behooves you to travel through the trees to try to find extra things going on 
but it's also very uh, boring to do that. And so eventually you're just yes. sort of walking through the, yes, very, very tedious. So you're just walking through the trees to get the full map to make sure you don't miss anything. Um, also, you, some, you can interact with the bunnies and the bunnies will follow you around. You can interact with the sheep and the sheep will eventually transport you. You can hop on the back of the deer and then sort of ride around the deer for a little bit. But there's these birds that fly out of the trees and I could never figure out what the fuck that meant or like if there was any way to interact with them or anything like that. And it was really making me making me a little crazy. I saw those birds. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. Um, Eric, I'd be curious to see what your map looks like, because that was the biggest thing for me is like when I got confused, I just doubled back and tried to figure more stuff out. Did you go into any caves or anything like that? No, I didn't find any caves. This is wild. I was just sort of like, I, I'm sorry, guys. I whiffed it on this one. I totally. <laughs> Thanks for apologizing. Yeah, that's really good. That's really big of you. <laughs> I was searching in the game. I was really hoping that someone in this game would let me design a dress. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely. I was like, you know what? I don't mind someone telling me a little bit what to do. Like, I can't. Who do I? What do I look like? Well, series of play is interesting. They, uh, it seems like they're a European company, and two of them at least. It's it's two guys. They've made a couple games since the one they're working on right now seems uh, very. Oh, sorry, Spaces of Play seems very cool. It's called uh, Spaceship Troubles, and it looks like an old Commodore sixty four or like a really old game where you're playing the AI on a spaceship, and you have certain parameters you can affect, and you're trying to keep everyone alive for like generations. It's like one of those like, big, yeah, it's really fun. There's another game they made called Spirits. They did a, Eric, you'll, you'll know this. Uh, they did a port of a Chris Ware uh, comic as an app. Oh, cool. So cool. They're, into, they're into some interesting stuff. Um, uh, and it's, a, it's definitely a, a studio that I want to keep, keep, keep an eye on. And this game was Yeah, was I mean, it was beautiful. Very beautiful. Yeah, it looked really cool. I was inside it and then, yeah, damn. Now I feel like a piece of shit. No, I don't know about that. I feel like a, yeah, it's okay. You can call me a piece of shit. I, w- I would never do that. Kate, if you want to call Eric a piece of shit, you're more than welcome to. Although... Eric, you're a, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> and <laughs> I can't believe that you didn't go into any caves. <laughs> uh, Kate, what do you think? Are you pass or play on this game? Absolutely play. This is a great game for exploration and discovery. It mm. is... Just a wonderful time. You can kind of wander the world, and it's very beautiful. Yeah, I feel the same way. This is a nice, but in my mind, it's like one of those hidden bun, like hidden uh, bundle gems. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a game out there that I think everyone should like pick up and and check out. It does a lot of cool stuff with puzzles and world building and exploration, and uh, it the music is really cool too. Like it changes a lot, uh, like based on the mood, there's like moments where you feel kind of like threatened out of nowhere. Moments yes. where you feel very relaxed and it, it just all sort of hinges on it. So it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, Eric, pass or play. I think I have to like refrain from this. <laughs> like I can't even like, I didn't even get to play this game, I guess. I don't like, I don't, you know, what's funny is like, I was expecting both of you to be like, yeah, no, I wandered around and seemed to like start some stuff up and then like kind of ran. And I was like, yeah, fuck these idiots. Like they don't know how to make a game. And now I'm like, no, I'm the dumb <laughs> here. Like I just couldn't. Uh, so I, I, you know, I'm a, I guess I'm kind of a play, but like, you know, I can't really, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to like, you're telling me these things and I'm like, this is wild. This sounds awesome. I wish I had played this game. 
uh, and I just couldn't find it. I think I'm like, I think I'm low on, you know what? Ex- like I'm low on exploration at yeah, the moment sure. in my games. I kind of want like, you know, you play enough Elden Ring and you're like, just tell me your cup is full please. on exploration right now. You don't, you're not looking yeah. for that in any kind of game. This was the wrong, wrong game, my wrong cup time. is full metaphor. What's that wrong, wrong game, wrong time for you. The timing was off. It was, yeah. it's like Eric would say the timing was off from dragon <laughs> quest 11. Um, yes. We're talking now about noise one noise one from the racial justice and equality bundle. This is by Chevy Ray. Uh, it's a hacking horror roguelike stealth uh, typing game. It is. This is a typing game, folks. Yep. Yeah. Dude. It, this. So, Eric, uh, let me read the description. And then I, I am like, I have a question for you. A hacker typing stealth game where you glide, where you guide a desperate stranger through a mysterious station performing dark experiments. Eric, how fucking into this game were you? I loved it. <laughs> I absolutely 100% loved it. And you know what? I I held off on playing it because I was like a typing game. Mm-hmm. And it looked, you know, like the graphics are very rudimentary. You know, it's just like, but baby, once you're in it, oh my God. I felt like Seth Green in the Italian job. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You should leave that comment for the for the developers. <laughs> oh, hang on, Kate. What you said? Oh, dot. Hey, Kate. Would you mind? Dot, what you, you mind open the door? Getting dot out so she can see it's you. Hello, dot. Hello, dot. Hello, dot. Hello, dot. Um, felt like Seth Green in the Italian job is an incredible review of this game. I mean, it sucks you in. This it game really is awesome is. because it just like it asks for your help, which mm-hmm. is like a great mm-hmm. kind of manipulative tool to be like, oh, they need my help. They need me. You know, <laughs> so you get placed in sort of like you're you're the hero. And it is nerve wracking. It gets your adrenaline up. And there's like a mystery where it's like they're doing experiments. I, you know, my two knocks on this game are I needed music. It didn't have any music. It did oh, need, yeah. yeah, I oh. felt the same way. I was excited no? for there to be music. I was like, no. I want to hear what the crazy bitty sounds are going to be in this thing. I wanted some Duffer Brothers, baby, you know? <laughs> um, and the other thing was the dialogue was a little um, immature. It was like, oh, fucking shit. This shit. Fucking- <laughs> 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 what? What? <laughs> I I thought the dialogue was kind of charming because it was to me it's like this person is like at a portal like in this like situation they're typing you know what I mean like it's what they're typing to you they're not talking it's like the same thing you're like chatting with someone like on AIM and then you're also like breaking into a spaceship you know yeah it might I mean, have been a spaceship. I don't is, know if it was a spaceship I didn't get that far it's funny to put it next to Inverness Night yes uh, as far as like dialogue goes well it's you're like someone who's just like it's yeah. so interesting. It's a piece of storytelling too. Like Inverness Night is a uh, visual novel that is like basically just uh, a, a barely interactive story. You know what I mean? You make a couple choices here and there, and you're reading a lot, and you either like it or you don't. Like you're saying, Kate, this is like a storytelling where like it puts your its hooks into you, and you are be, like learning more and more of a story as you go along in between levels. But like, it's not just about the story it's really about sort of like kinetic typing and hacking skills and like order of operations and puzzles uh 
Yeah. You, it, it, it was so, I've never played anything like this. You know what I mean? It's like Metal Gear Solid meets Mavis Beacon or something like that. <laughs> Amazing way to put it. I, yeah, I, it just felt so cool to like, it, you know, it's pretty simple. Or, you know, it's it's one of those great examples of like using a limited palette to kind of but but to the full extent of it. Right. Where, you know, you're opening these doors, you're closing them, the security guard, you're like pinging, you know, you're scanning, making noise from computers. Yeah. Scanning. You're turning cameras around. There's security guards. There's like different levels of security. I don't it's one yeah i don't know this is it made me feel it's I've, i'm no i'm not a coder i don't know anything about coding but it made me feel like a coder <laughs> you know like it was just sort of it's so yeah it's like your character in uh, your short film car know. stealers eric did you feel yeah exactly just like <laughs> but you really yeah, are you're like, you're, at, you're like oh my god i gotta get <laughs> and are you guys good at typing or bad at typing i'm pretty good i wouldn't say i'm great I'm totally fine. Yeah. I, it, the fact that I wasn't able to use, um, like, uh, copy and paste, I think I was like, ah, bummer. I wouldn't be copying and pasting. I have this incredibly place. loud you- mechanical keyboard, and it was so much fun to type with. That's awesome. <laughs> what, I what do you I think? Had that. How about you, Kate? I will say that I am a funny age. I'm 38. And so when I was in middle school, they were like, you can take a typing class if you want, but it's not required. And I was like, okay, I won't take it. And so I'm what they call a hen pecker or a chicken pecker. What do they call it? Sure, yes. Where I kind of, I type like this. I'm sh- You guys can't see, but I'm using my pointer fingers. And yeah, I that's so me. hard. That so would make I was like, difficult. oh my God, this guy needs help. And I'm the one who heard the message and I'm awful at typing. trying to go up against you know these people who are doing awful experiments and i really felt for this guy because i was like i wish you would have gotten someone else (laughs) (laughs) of all the gin jokes in all the world you had to walk the divide yeah so (laughs) that's so so sorry but also the image of like a henpecker typer is like such an like a hacker that's just like is incredible. Um, oh, at the keyboard. You know, so most people type and they look at the screen. I'm looking down at the keyboard. I'm going like this, looking down, looking up, trying to help this. <laughs> this game would be extra stressful if that was the, your reality. You know what I mean? You're just like, mm-hmm. and you have to do. You have to type. There's a couple times you have to type quickly, like very, like yeah. open D, open C. Oh, noise one, noise two. <laughs> Turn camera. <laughs> the um the one of the things that I really loved too about like the way this game kind of draws you in and teaches you the skill set you get through a couple levels i made it uh did you guys make it how, how far did you make it eric did you make it into the quarantine area or were you still on the court i made it into the Me quarantine too. area there was a level that like um, the difficulty spiked pretty high and that's where i stopped was like there were two sentries and i think you had to like uh trap one and then oh they were walking past each other and they you had to like keep different there was one where you had to like keep like pinging noises on the things to keep them i made it past that one there there's another one Uh, that is like it's like the nor the 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 terminals are in the same room as them and you have to kind of like oscillate between the two of them to try to like get them out of the way and like time it just right to like disrupt Mm -hmm. the timing so they're actually in like a different 
asynchronous timing than they are normal. It's it's really cool. But the yeah. point, like that got really, really hard. But before then, there is a level where you are, nothing's like, it opens up and normally like the, the person who's trapped or like in this place talks to you and nothing's happening. So in order to interact with them, you have to ping the terminal they're at. And they're like, oh, sorry. Like I didn't realize what was going on here. Because I remember sitting there being like, what's going on with this? I'm like, ping one, like the thing. And they're like, oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I didn't realize it's like, oh, wow. What a cool way to draw me into the game in a way that I never even thought of. It's like you're making me use the skill set you've taught me already. Um, yeah. It's cool. That's great. Yeah. It's, it's the person who made this game is working right now um, with the folks who made uh, Celeste on their new game. So very cool. Yeah, it's Chevy yeah, Ray. Yeah. They're they're working on Earthblade game. Um and they made fucking Eichenfell, which was a really cool RPG that came out on the Switch back in 2020 that I wanted to play. Um that looked really great. So I mean, Chevy Ray, like if this was your calling card for more jobs, you, you know, you really nailed it. This is a, a cool it. piece of storytelling and a game unlike anything I've ever played before. This is a I'll just like launch right into a this is, as far as I'm concerned, a must play. You know what I mean? Like, you got to check this thing the fuck out. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. And if it had music that was like, you know, Oregon Trail or something, it would be a massively must play. An MM RPG, massively multiplayer. Yes, yes, I agree. It was, it was awesome. It kind of like teaches you the language of the game, and then it teaches you enough where you know you start to learn how to interact with it. And then you're kind of desperately sort of reaching and trying to keep in contact with this person you're talking to. It's, uh, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm also, yeah, I'm definitely, a, I, I like it. I, it's a must play. It's going to be a triple play. Unbelievable. I agree. You got to give it a shot. It's going to make you feel like a hacker. And maybe, you know, if Kate had this growing up, she you know, would be typing like a like a hacker all the time. This game made me you know want to I mean? take a typing class, okay? Because let me tell you, I kind of hit a wall with this game when I thought I I literally can't play it anymore. That's how bad of a typer I am. You know what? I <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, I mean, like I just playing it, I was like, oh fuck yeah! It like at some point, it it like really pushed the limits of my like of mine. And if you you misspelled noise, I miss I didn't realize how how much I could misspell the word noise. And, and I really, all different ways. Misspelled it all Eric, different. wasn't there a game that we played for the podcast that was like a typing game also, but like we couldn't figure out like if there was any point to it. We played it with Waleed. What was it called? I just called said Flux. that I'm like, my brain is wiping. Flux. It was called Flux. It was my... called Flux. And it was like, this guy would be on a motorcycle. He was on like the far future and you would, oh, and it was yeah. this cool world, but like, it didn't seem like anything meant anything. It was so weird, but it was like a typing game. That's like the, the way you would interact with the world and like battle people was by writing sentences. And it's, this is like so much this, more effective at creating a framework in which you would want to learn typing, but you're only typing like a couple yeah. of things. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. That's why when I saw a typing simulator or like typing, what is it typing simulator or like typing chat whatever i was like i rolled my eyes because i was like okay cool like a typing game but like cool great i was excited <laughs> because have you guys ever played those old king's quest games where it's like you kind of wander a fantasy landscape 
and you pick up items like you pick up a cup and then yeah. you walk up to like a fountain and it's like there is a fountain here and a fairy but she won't speak and then you can type use cup give fairy water mm-hmm. uh-huh. i love like <laughs> you know i love that kind of stuff yeah, this is definitely has a super. I mean, the art, the graphics. We didn't really get into it, but it's incredibly old school graphically. I mean, it reminds me a lot of the Slovenian text based adventure games we played that one week, Eric. Just in terms of how it looks, yeah. But it's almost even yeah. lower quality than like the way those games look. This is like the barest bones. Uh, it's fucking rad. This game, mm-hmm. oh god. Anyways, I, I, I'm glad uh, we got to play it, and I would encourage any of our listeners out there to check it out. It's a, a really cool thing. Um. There we go. Those are three games. And we ripped right through this damn episode. Kate, uh, I'm almost sad to see you go. It's always such a pleasure to have you on here. Oh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure for me. I love playing games with other gamers, and I love talking about it, too. You love metaphor? A turn of phrase is, uh, you know. I love si- turns of phrases. I would, you know, if we could have a, a, a clothing designing game that we could play together. I'll I would keep, love that. I'll keep my freaking eyes okay. peeled, <laughs> yeah. like for that one. Um, we should scout. Yeah, I definitely. We'll have you back on clothing design we'll, game. For- we'll do a, a mini episode. You guys know I love designing my character. You get to design your com- commander Shepard in Mass Effect. You get to design your character in Elden Ring. I love that part of the game. <laughs> Hell yeah! I think that's a great call. I'm in um anything you want to plug where our folks can check you out either online or in person please follow Uh, me on instagram my old instagram got deleted i was sort of messing about let me give you the short story i left a comment on chris pratt's instagram page that went viral and when you interact with celebrities on instagram now there are scammers who will dm you and they'll dm you from pages that are like chris pratt official page underscore and then a string of numbers and they'll DM you and say something like, hello, darling. Thank you so much for enjoying my works and movies. This is Chris Pratt. Uh, I can't talk to people on my real page. It's scammers who I imagine want to steal money eventually. And a lot of them were DMing me and I was teasing them and posting our conversations in my stories. And one of them said, please take down your stories. This is a private conversation. And I said, oh, yeah, what are you going to do? And then the next time I logged into Instagram, it said, your account has been reported for hate speech and violent threats. Oh, my God. So these scammers reported me to Instagram and they reported me for doing, you know, the worst thing you could possibly do. And Instagram is a shadowy figure with you can't contact them. So they just deleted my Instagram and I started a new one. So my new one is um, Kate's opinion, Kate's underscore opinion. And you guys can follow me there and keep up with what I'm doing. And if you're in L.A., come to come to the Elysian Theater on Wednesday nights for the open mic. Funny games. Oh, it's such a good open mic. It's funny, too. L.A. is such a mixed bag for open mics and stand up in general. There's like good stand up out there as there is good anything. But you guys do an incredible job of curating the folks you have regularly and then attracting the kind of people that like make it feel fun and uh, community based as opposed to like, you know, you're not going to get like a lot of psychopaths up on that stage, which is nice. Or the, yes, you, you get the right kind of psychopaths. Unless you want to be, you know, you want to go psychopathic. So let's go. Let's go <laughs> psychopath mode. And uh, yeah. Thanks, Kate. Thank you. Okay, that was a great episode of Bundle Buddies. Alex, I think that we're getting really good at this. 
I wholeheartedly agree. Um, <laughs> guys, next week we got a very special episode of Bundle Buddies. The guests are the Bundle Brides, our wives. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my wife Katie and Eric's wife Camille are going to be joining the podcast. Uh, Katie has told me she has never listened to a single episode. She doesn't <laughs> love video games. There's some no, that she Camille's, likes, but she Camille's doesn't love them. Actually, dreading it, actively dreading it. Um, we're still kind of negotiating what the games are going to be, but it's going to be a really fun episode. I'm kind of excited. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am too. Camille's Camille's like not. It, it, I'm this is like you 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 wanted this you you've put this together and and Camille is is it's an errand for her yes um, I know and so that's fun for me it's a gift she's giving uh us but more specifically me yeah yeah maybe I should maybe that's what I, I should articulate I think that's that the, I think that's the angle you I think that's the angle you take I, yeah, right. you're doing a gift for your friend. You're Alex. like, look, he is just like he's he doesn't really have a job right now. Him. He's really down. <laughs> when I, when he brought it up the other day, his eyes lit up in a way that I haven't seen them light up on any project in so long. <laughs> he's you know? just so excited to talk to his wife. <laughs> Not my. I mean, I'm I'm excited to have Katie on, but uh, oh, I, I think yeah, I, yeah. that's the thing too. Is I'm trying to strike a balance. Obviously, like. I there's very few games that we play on this show that I would describe as a chore to play. You know what I mean? Like sometimes good games feel that way just because of what the nature of the podcast, but I'm trying to strike a balance between games that I know will torture Camille, you know? Oh my God. Great. And games that like she might actually enjoy. Yeah. Cause she is an incredibly articulate and intelligent person. I'd love to hear her tell us why a certain game wasn't good like what she didn't like about it i just think that'd be interesting um yeah i yeah i you know i wholeheartedly yeah. agree i wholeheartedly agree um like and subscribe to us on apple Podcasts and leave us a review there please and track us on the web at bundle underscore buddies on twitter or www.bundlebuddiespodcast.com that's it alec i love you eric i love you too Roll music email bundle buddies podcast at gmail.com to say hi. Hi.